0: G'day punters, welcome back to another episode of the Exotic Punters podcast, a very special episode this one, it's the Royal Ascot preview, we're uh, mixing it up a bit, we're starting on a Tuesday here at Royal Ascot with the Group 1 Queen Anne stakes over the 1600 metres and also the King Stand stakes too, which we'll see two Aussie sprinters running around in that which we'll touch on shortly, Derby, very exciting week of racing but unfortunately Typical English summer. It is absolutely pissing down here today.
1: Yeah, it is. And that's a real shame, isn't it? Of course, we we're hoping for some good weather, particularly for Kool and Gadda but it's still going to be fantastic. Obviously, later in the week, we've got Artorias uh, and the Astrologist racing, I think on Saturday uh, in the Jubilee Stakes. And of course, we've also got Cannonball uh, running against and gather so it's going to be a fascinating week of racing and yeah lots of horses that to look out for for the spring heading forward and uh you're our resident expert when it comes to that, scott and you're going to be there which is very exciting
0: yeah yeah i'll be there thursday and saturday derby so the thursday is the gold cup the big 4000 meter race uh which unfortunately won't be seeing stradivarius there this year as he's been retired uh, and then Saturday, I'm going to be there for the Queen Elizabeth Jubilee Stakes, where we see Artorias and the Australias run around, which is really exciting as well. Uh, but yeah, won't be there today, unfortunately, Um, but yeah, it looks like it's going to be a cracking week.
1: Yeah, but sure will be, sure will be. Well, I'll, I'll start off, I'm going to introduce the racers today and just get them to hear your analysis. So the first one we're going to look at is tonight. Uh, the Queen Anne stakes over 1600 meters. Uh, group one, of course. And the favorite at the moment is Inspiral with Frankie de Tori booked to ride, opened at 280, has drifted slightly out to $3.10. Uh, Light Infantry, of course, which ran in last year's Golden Eagle, is in the race. Uh, bit of a rough year, $19. Uh, Angus, what do you think? It's interesting in England how they start off with a Group one. Uh, in the start of the meeting, which is obviously something we don't do here in Australia, but where, what do you like in this race?
0: Uh, well, personally, Dubs, I'm, I like modern games here. I think he's a good bet. I think he's probably the best horse in the race at $3.20. Only query is if it keeps, if it continues to rain, uh, could pose a bit of a question mark, but he does have a little bit of form on soft, but he'll like, he'll want it as firm as possible. Uh, in is also a horse on the up to, uh, now yeah, the four year old filly by frankel uh multiple group to, group 1 winner uh but she can be a bit a little bit hot in the barriers uh, so which poses a bit of a question mark so i like modern games on top obviously you've got light infantry 2 who ran in the golden eagle uh in the spring uh last year unsuccessfully he'll like it as wet as possible so if it keeps continuing to uh rain it could be worth a bit of an each way bet personally if i was going to have an each way bet i'd be on the number 8 uh, for Jim Crowley, and but I've got number seven Modern Games on top, three dollars twenty.
1: Yeah, of course we've got Jamie Spencer, your favourite jockey, uh, on Light Infantry, which will be one to watch out for. But uh, yeah, it will be a good race, and I'm looking forward to the start of the, car- uh, the start of the carnival with that. So then we'll move on to the King Stand Stakes, the uh, the Group won over One over a thousand meters, and two Australians headline the field, including the. One of the favorites, that being Cool and Gatter, uh, which is, I guess, one of the best sprinters in Australia, getting 460, of course. Winner uh, of the Black Caviar Lightning Stakes, beating home Nature Strip, who was so impressive in this race a year ago, winning comfortably. Uh, and then, of course, Cannonball is at $21 for the Snowdens, with Brett Preble going over to take the ride. Of course, James McDonald is taking the Cool and Gatter ride for Ma and Eustace, who have been dominating in Victoria. Let's see if they can keep their form over there. Uh, at the moment, the favourite is Highfield Princess, uh, with Jason Hart booked his ride at $3.70. Obviously, the rain will hurt and Gatter's chances, Angus, but uh, I, without any doubt, Gatter is probably one of the best sprinters we have here in Australia. Uh, but is the rain put a, a bed to the chances?
0: Uh, look, hopefully, I don't have too much egg on my face, Darby, but I, I do think uh, it might pose uh, a big question mark on cooling Gadda. I, I thought there was enough going against her already. Uh, doesn't get the three year old weight allowance over here, so has to carry the full 59 kilos uh, for, you know, which all the other mares will carry, uh, which is a big disadvantage to start with. Plus, it's quite a stiff uphill straight at Royal Ascot, too. So the 1,000 meters is really a bit of bit more like 1100. Uh, and even though she does have some form on the soft ground, we all know she really likes it as dry as possible. And uh, it seems like the rain's quite heavy uh, down at Ascot at the moment. So in saying that, look, I think she'll make us proud, but I don't I don't think she'll be winning today, Derby. And I really do like Highfield Princess. I just feel like there's no question marks about her. Uh, she ran really well first up with a huge weight. Gets back to weight for age here. And uh, there's just no real question mark. She handles the going. uh, So there's no question mark on that. uh, She's had three starts at the distance for two wins in a second. Tracks, she's fine on the straight tracks. And uh, she's also second up, fitter than I think the cool and gatter will be. And uh, there's just no real question marks. And from a betting perspective, Derby, I think Highfield Princess is the one to beat. And uh, I reckon if she runs really well today, I would not be surprised to see her trying to come down for the spring racing uh, in Australia. Well, it's
1: a bit of an exclusive there from our uh, Ascot expert, Angus O'Brien, but uh, just quickly
0: on... Yeah, I'll touch on Cannonball too. Um, Look, he's obviously a bit of a horse on the up. He's a bit of an unknown for us in Australia, to be honest. Uh, We haven't really seen the best of him yet, Uh, you know, didn't really race a lot. Uh, you know, he's quite a lightly race three rolled. Uh, and to be honest, to see him come over here was quite a surprise, but again, I think he'll want it as firm as possible. Uh, he obviously ran really well in that uh, group one galaxy coming second there and, uh, sorry, third, I should say. Um, but yeah, I, I just think the wet tracks not going to help his chances too. And it's, it's quite a, uh, it's always weird to think what type of uh, – because obviously he's not an A-grade sprinter in Australia, but our sprinters are just so much better than the uh, sprinters over here. So it will be will be interesting to see how he will level up, but I do think the wet track definitely hurts his chances, uh, which is a real shame because he got a really good draw in 15.
1: Yeah, exactly. Not quite an A-grader yet, uh, Cannibal Could surprise us, of course, uh, though this – um, you know – this weekend at uh, Ascot. But uh, one thing I will say is that form behind Giga Kick does hold up quite well, but this is a step up for a horse that hasn't quite achieved uh, a lot down here in Australia, although some would say that it is tougher opposition uh, in the sprinting ranks down here, especially when you've got Corn and Gata, Nature Strip, Giga Kick, and I wish I win. All right, well, we'll move on to tomorrow. Uh, race for the Prince of Wales Stakes, another group one. At the moment, William Buick is riding the favourite, Adia at three dollars ten. I hope I pronounced that right. Small field, only six horses in the race. Uh Luxembourg uh is at three dollars twenty oh. with uh Aiden O'Brien, and then my prospero is at four fifty with uh trained by William Haggis and Tom Mark on uh, ride right there. So a horse uh and of course Bay Bridge as well, four twenty. So really the market's suggesting four horses in the field that can win it. Uh, but it's interesting these small fields are tough to find a winner, but have you found one for us?
0: Yeah, I think I have, derby It's obviously going to be quite a competitive race uh, at the top end of the market, uh, as you can see in the odds. But I, I, I think I, Adea is the one to beat. Uh, you know, he's a Derby winner uh, here in the UK. Uh, won really well first up, comes in here second up. We're getting a good price at $3.10, I think. Barrier three suits, obviously not a big field, Uh, it'll just be interesting to see what type of pace they go at. Obviously, uh, quite a prestigious race, this one, Derby. We saw So You Think win this one many years ago once he was sold uh, to Coolmore. And then, obviously, the Cox Plate winner from a couple years ago, State of Rest, also won this race last year before being retired to stud. Uh, Luxembourg's definitely a good chance at $3.20. He won last start uh, against a few handy types. He actually beat Baybridge in the Group 1 uh, last start in Ireland. Uh, so it'll be interesting. Baybridge is third up, so is Luxembourg. Adair comes in his second up, but I think Adair is the uh, class horse in the race.
1: Yeah, yeah, would agree with that. It's going to be an interesting watch. Obviously, the form has held up pretty strong with a couple of Cox Plate winners. Uh, getting the W in this race in years gone by. So I'm just going to have a quick uh, discussion about some horses that we may see. Uh, in the spring that are running this week, uh, obviously Light Infantry is one we expect to come down to the spring. Uh, probably the Cox Plate, obviously has an Australian ownership with Aussie Kerr, uh, is running in the Queen Anne Stakes, as Angus said, uh, has got the, uh, of course, performance in the Golden Eagle from last year. Controversial uh, entrant in the Golden Eagle from memory last year with Light Infantry, but we'll move on from there. Then of course we, no, got- that was
0: the Wallah horse.
1: Yeah, what was the wall what was the wall horse it well, was, wall. It well wall. was well wall.
0: Yeah. That was a controversial yeah. one.
1: I knew there was one. I couldn't remember whether it was light infantry or uh then you've got Shindin in the same race, uh, trained by Richard Hannan. And of course, this horse is prepping for maybe a champion's mile at the end of the spring. Uh obviously at eleven dollars. So that could be an interesting each way play if you're interested there. And then uh we've got a horse trained by Joseph O'Brien, uh Buckaroo. Uh, which is going to appear in the Wolferton Stakes over 2,000 metres. Another horse they're expected potentially could come down for the Cox Plate, according to the trainer, uh, and that is by Fastnet Rock. So just if you're keeping an eye for the spring and in the future, there's three horses you should watch uh, over the weekend. Of course, two of them running tonight in the Queen Anne Stakes.
0: Yeah, So I wouldn't be uh, surprised to see a fair few horses from the UK and Europe come over for the spring carnival, either that you know the the current connections bring them over or if whether they're bought by Australian connections uh you know just because it's it's quite obvious that the European stay are a much superior to ours and there's a lot of prize money on offer too uh to be won in those longer distance races so it'll be interesting to see if they come over and try and steal our money which I think would be very smart if you're uh a part of the connections over here because they race for just about a bag and chips and a Coke over here. So, uh, yeah, I think it'd be a no-brainer to come over and try and get some good prize money and pick up a few cheaper ones on the way.
1: Yeah, I think you're not wrong. The money in Australia in the racing is just unbelievable. Just a quick question uh, for our listeners. And just you were talking about derby winner Adia uh, before, uh, of course, running tomorrow in the Prince of Wales Stakes. Derby winners in Australia tend to not uh, well, recent derby winners, I'll say, the form isn't that strong, is it? Uh, obviously, you've got a couple that have been impressive, but there hasn't been many that have really kicked on. It's different over in Europe and the UK, isn't it? Derbies tend to be really the biggest race over there, and these horses are, tend to do much better following that race.
0: Yeah, obviously, probably with the exclusion of Serpentine and were races in Australia is, who was purchased by Lloyd Williams. He won the Derby as a, a pacemaker and ended up winning easy. Uh, so with the exception of him, uh, I think the, uh, the Derby is definitely the biggest race over here by far. And though I think that comes back to the breeding as well. You know, they all breed their horses to try and win a Derby over here. Whereas Australia, all the prize money uh, in especially two-year-olds and three-year-olds as well, it's in the sprinting ranks. Um uh, you know they're all everyone's trying to win the slipper or trying to win the uh, Coolmore, just because that's where the big money is in stud value. And uh, whereas it's it's the complete opposite over here. Everyone wants to win a Derby, so I think that's the reason why you see Derby winners go on here and to be successful. And that's why you also see the stays over here uh, a faster period to the ones which we have in Australia and breed in Australia. Okay,
1: I shouldn't be too harsh on our recent derby winners. for so Tots who's obviously a very good horse, but we haven't yeah. seen, we haven't seen too many be too good, and I suppose but we just give group one status out too kindly. I think the fields in South Australia, Queensland, just made me very harsh on derby winners. Explosive Jack won a couple of Derby's as well, which has continued on racing quite well uh in the autumn carnival. Uh well I think that'll probably do it for tonight. Thank you, Angus, for your insight. That's sensational. And I know you're gonna be Filling us all in with all the news and updates. And, uh, what's your, if any of the Australian horses, of course, do you feel like Artorias is the best chance for the week?
0: Yeah, I do. I do think Artorias is the best chance. He ran real well in this race, in that race last year, coming third, it was a dead heat for third. But now he's a year old. He doesn't have to carry the, uh, he doesn't get stooged on the uh, three year old weight allowance. Uh, and the trainers think he's going much better than when he than he was last year. He's actually won a race uh, recently, whereas last year he hadn't won since the uh, Blue Diamond victory. And uh, I also think the ground's going to dry out. Yeah. It's got uh, from today onwards or from tomorrow onwards. It's consistently high twenties here in the UK. So I think the ground will dry out quite nicely for him. And I think if he draws a good barrier, Derby, he's going to be really hard to beat. And I think the, uh, the idea is from connections is that the James McDonald's going to be a bit more positive with him amounts out of the barriers, which will be good.
1: Yeah, that will be for sure. He got to just gives up far too room, tends to our uh, tourists, but uh... Yeah. It was beautifully, of course, by Zach And I'm fascinated to see the astrologist as well. I never thought I'd see the day where the astrologist would be running at yeah. once, Scott. Uh But that's going to be very near the
0: door. When he was running
1: those winter championships, yeah, yeah, every just, week, just to just dominate, winning down the straight. Yeah, you said dominate, absolutely. Oh well, that'll be it for today. We're going to have another episode later in the week, uh, previewing the Tats Tr, of course, the final Group One of the racing season here in Australia, up on Eagle Farm. Uh, but thank you very much, Angus, for joining, and uh, I'll let you do the sign-off and and everything.
0: Yeah, thanks, Darby. It's always good to uh, get stuck into the UK racing. We'll also touch on that Queen Elizabeth Jubilee stakes too uh, once we get the barrier draws and full field out as well. Uh, it's going to be not a bad week of racing here in the UK, and I think the Tats Tiara might just top it a bit, Darby. It's a really good race, that Tats Tiara. But uh, punters, remember, get on, hang on. It's going to be a great week. And make sure you follow the Instagram page for plenty of updates.